Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Rumor and Innuendo. It is me, House of Wrestling's Nick Hausman. Joined as always here by my very good friend, Robert Carpolis. We're really we're getting in the habit of that here. We're it's seamless, man. We're cooking with gas. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, welcome back, everybody. We got a lot to get to here today. I'm not gonna waste too much time. You know the drill. We're gonna be getting into all the rumor and innuendo from around the world of professional wrestling for the next half hour or so. If you want to get involved, Jump into the chat. Uh, you can leave a comment on any of the YouTube uh, channels that we're streaming on, any of the X platforms we're streaming on. Of course, we're on all the ad-free shows, podcast heat platforms. Go find us there, House of Wrestling, WWE Creative-ish, all of that. All right. Today, we're going to be talking a possible CM Punk Steve Austin match. We're going to be talking about Ric Flair, and this controversial promo he cut on Rampage. Ronda Rousey, Serena Deeb. We got updates on them. And of course, if we have time, at the end of the show, we are going to talk about Billy Corgan and the NWA. Um, but, but before we get to that, Robert, I saw the Iron Claw last night. You posted on social media beforehand that you were going. I was expecting you to show up today in a full Von Eric style T-shirt. Uh, oh. Sadly, you didn't, but no. I know there's an embargo in place, so you can't really get into the weeds. But just big picture, one sentence here. I'm guessing happy ending, right? Uh, you know, it's it's a ride. If if you know the Von Erichs, I don't really know that you're going to discover anything new from this documentary. Um, it's kind of like if you're a big Andy Kaufman fan and you watch Man on the Moon, you're like, I knew all of this. It's very nice that it was recreated in a nice package. Um, I think that the, what I would tell people is that this is going to be a very nice compliment to the wrestler. When it comes to movies that like the general public looks at for wrestling this will probably fall into that category. So I'm not allowed to say too much. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, so we'll see. I, I'll, I'll tell you all more. I think it's December 12th is when they said I could actually like talk about what actually happens in the film. Well, mark your calendars, guys. We'll hear about what happened to the Von Erich family on December 12th. Uh, I'm excited to see the movie just because the, the actors look like they really got in shape and were taking this thing seriously. Personally, I'm excited to see MJF on screen. That would be a, a great moment for me to see my friend Max on the on the big screen. And I'm really curious if it's like an Inglorious Bastard style ending where they totally fake you out and in the end, Kerry wins the WWF title. I can't say anything, Robert. Don't so spoil it. Don't spoil it. I'm going to hold out hope. We'll just leave it at the rumor in your window around the Iron Claw with a lot of speculation around the Iron Claw. So, um, and the other thing I wanted to address here at the top of the show, uh, on the last episode, I did tease there was going to be a big story coming out this morning. I do have all the info I need to put it together. So I will be writing up the story. It's been a very, very busy morning. I'll be writing up the story to have on the site here very soon. But to just tease you all about what I'm about to put out, again, I said there's nothing to do with CM Punk or, or any of that. I found out about this riot that happened at a AAA event in Juarez, Mexico, two weeks ago, and I'm always so interested when I when I hear about these kinds of things happening in today's wrestling. And this thing just sounds very, very wild. You have uh, lucha legends, you have lucha legends mothers involved, you have fans fighting each other, you have security escorts, you have riot doors needing to be locked. I have a lot of details about this very crazy thing that happened in Juarez, Mexico about two weeks ago that I'm going to tell everybody about this afternoon, Robert. I'm very excited. This is a very 
very interesting, fun, crazy story that I get to, to roll out. I've never gotten a chance to attend an event in Mexico. I've had a number of friends who've worked shows there. They say it can get wild and it can get really fun in a hurry. And it's a very passionate fan base. And the little dribs and drabs that I've heard about here, it sounds like this is the, the next step of that very passionate fan base. It's going to be a crazy story. I'm looking forward to you posting it so we can talk about it uh, in more <laughs> detail on Monday. But just hearing what it is, because you constantly hear a guy like Jim Cornette complain that the modern wrestling business, it just isn't the same as it used to be, where there used to be riots and there used to be people really just living and dying by everything happening in the ring. And it sounds like if you take a trip south of the border, that's still very much the case. Yeah, man. And like, that's the thing is that, you know, the pro wrestling media doesn't do it enough to embrace, I think, a lot of the coverage down in Mexico and Lucha. Um, so I heard this story. I, I wanted to jump on it. I thought it'd be great. Very interesting. And yeah, again, it's still it's still it's still real to a lot of people down there, it would seem in Mexico. And it gets really wild. And it's a very interesting, fun place to uh, to take in wrestling. So, um, oh, Oh. And potentially the only place you're going to see QT Marshall wrestling for a little while. Our, Whoa, our time out. We got breaking news here, buddy. Oh, we got we got breaking news. Uh, I, I got a I just got a message from somebody in the company uh, at WWE uh, letting me know that more cuts are coming uh, today. And oh. they sent me a link um, that Mackenzie Mitchell is no longer. Uh, and look, Elliot Harris here in our chat room. Have you guys? Seeing that Mackenzie Mitchell has been released from NXT, I uh, uh, Elliot just got that news. So uh, here, let me uh, let me take a second here. Sorry, I just got some yogurt on my fingers. Let me figure out what's going on here in real time. That is uh, that's really surprising, actually. Yes, Mackenzie Mitchell just posted on her on her Twitter account today. Yeah. I was released by WWE. I met my husband, moved cross country uh, to Florida. For NXT, a place I've always considered home, meant friends that became like family. I've always said and firmly believe when a door closes, another opens. That's It's tough when anybody gets cut across the board, um, especially when you're cutting somebody like McKenzie, who's not a, an active in-ring performer. It's curious to see what some of these other cuts are going to be she was a, a, a you know backstage interviewer she's married to vic joseph for those of you who, who are unaware of who she's talking about um i'm curious what these other cuts are going to look like given the time of year yeah you're getting well, into december you're getting into end of year what's what's necessitating these particular cuts right now and how do they tie to cm punk well, yeah, right. They just they backed up the Brinks truck to CM Punk and they're like, we don't have any more money now. You know, it, I had heard that there were going to be more cuts coming a while ago just because TKO is coming in and they are still slashing away. Right. Yeah. They are they are still in the early stages of whittling things down. Uh, oh, man. OK, yeah. Well, uh, with this could go. It could just be McKinsey. It could be a lot. Of, apparently, this was not this was not something that was totally known was going to be happening. So, wow, very uh, – oh, here we go. Oh, Elliot here, back at it. Uh, Brandon Thurston posted there's going to be more, mainly at the corporate. Okay, well, wow. All right, more cuts That's coming rough. here today. I mean, it is the end of the week, right? This is what happens it's, on Friday. end of the week. You're coming to the beginning of end of the year. 
as a as a former employee, my heart goes out to a lot of these people that work there because you really have on the corporate side some of the hardest working, most talented people in the, in the office. People who are not necessarily wrestling fans, people who are top of their field, and they come into the wrestling world and they're working in accounting or they're working in legal or they're working in travel or whatever that may be. And sometimes you're sort of at the mercy of a very unique industry. So to anyone who's who's being released, it's unfortunate that this becomes rumor and innuendo in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but there absolutely is life after WWE and employers across the company, across the company, across the country know that if you can work at WWE, where it is tackle football on concrete, you can work anywhere. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I know that the, uh, the the people that were uh, let go by WWE, uh, many of them have uh, been very sought after in, in different areas and stuff, at least from some people I've heard in different spaces. So, man, uh, we'll keep an eye on this. We don't really know too much right now. It's a very fluid situation. If you are in the comment section, it's a great day to let us know if you see other thing happening here in real time. And, uh, again, we'll have some more coverage up this on houseofwrestling.com. Uh, very shortly after we wrap up the show here today, actually, let me tip off one of my writers right now before we do anything else. Um, Ennis. As Nick is multitasking uh, at the moment, this is sort of this is the beauty of doing the show live, by the way, guys. It's news as it's happening, as we're hearing about it. Uh, we've got a lot of you know really exciting and fun things to be able to talk about on the show today. Unfortunately, with these sorts of late-breaking news, we might possibly have to bump that Billy NWA story, but I hope not because they really deserve the time and attention and respect that comes with the National Wrestling Alliance. That is um, very true. That is very true. And while um, you're doing that, I'm going to give a quick shout-out. I don't even know how to do the show thing to Justin, who's watching us in Cape Town, South click on their Africa. Name. Oh, I, Just dude, click I'm on not, it. Whoa. There it is. Look at that. I learned how to put something on the screen. I am like a technical Luddite. It is amazing. Justin from Cape Town, South Africa. Thanks for uh, watching, listening. Thank you to all you guys, wherever you're watching and listening. We're coming to the end of the first week of our show. The feedback has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this has been above and beyond what I think Nick and I were expecting it to be. So we yeah. are very, very appreciative, Nick. If you sent your email, okay, we're good. Vamping. We're good. We're good. You good, can stop man. vamping. We're good. We're good. You can stop vamping. We're good. Right, nice for so long, it hurts. Back, back on, back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Big news had to make everything happen. This is what you get, and I want this show to feel like you're in the newsroom with us. All right, let's get to this big fightful report that came out yesterday. CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The rumor here and the innuendo coming out of Fightful's camp is that there are talks about this dream match finally happening. Apparently, talks going on inside of WWE, uh, text between the two men. If it does go down, it sounds like Punk is going to go fly to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. Obviously, the timeline here would look something like probably Seth Rollins at the Rumble, leaving the door open for a match with Steve Austin at WrestleMania. I don't know. What's your vibe on this one, Robert? This feels like... People wanted this to happen about 10 years ago. I personally don't want to see this happen in 2024 because it's not going to be the form that we want it to be. We got very, very lucky that that Steve Austin-Kevin Owens match was able to come across the way that it did. Nobody got embarrassed. Nothing looked really out of place. But then you think back to this past WrestleMania 
and that Vince McMahon stunner. And you just don't want that sort of, of risk to happen. I think that the two of them standing face to face with one another, cutting a promo, having a segment, doing something with minimal physicality, maybe that's going to satisfy some people. I don't think a full on Steve Austin CM Punk match is going to do anybody any favors. I think the Punk Rollins storyline and match is a lot more interesting than this, which feels a lot like fan service and is just going to be diminished returns. Yeah. You know, I'm actually pretty excited about it. You know, I think this is something, I mean, it's a big money match to bring people in. I hope Austin puts over Punk and sets him up for what's ever on the other side. I, I hope Rollins beats Punk and, and this this is what they, they move him into. I, I'm okay with it. They can't have a match, though. I well, don't think Steve... Eh, I don't know. Steve is very limited in terms of what he's really going to be able to do. And he's very protective of his legacy and how he looks when he's out there. I don't see this... I think the, the risk is is much higher than the reward. I think the two of them in the ring together doing a promo... Having one of those, like, if you think back to that that situation with The Rock and the Wyatt family, where you had that like thirty second thing, that's a lot more appealing than yeah, let's give these guys twelve minutes. No man, Steve Steve tore the house down just like two years ago with KO. I was there for that. That match ruled. Get yeah, there was a like, lot of smoke and mirrors. Well, great, do that again. A Philly street fight. I think that sounds fine. Who's then? Who's the heel in that situation? Oh, I would think Punk would want to work heel. Do you think? I mean, Punk's going to work heel, but are you going to turn Punk that quickly and cut off some of the merchandise money before you get to all the other stuff he needs to do? Punk's still viable against Seth. He's still viable against Roman. He's still absolutely, if you're TKO, someone who's going to help your bottom line in terms of merchandise. You put him against Steve Austin, you have to turn Punk heel or else it's going to be a very awkward babyface, babyface match that no one really, not that they want to not see it in the first place. They definitely don't want to see babyface, babyface. They want someone to be able to cheer for. I think, I think punk, I think punk would gleefully probably lean. I mean, I'm not going to say you'd go full heel, but I would guess he would probably lean in more uh, on the heel side. I mean, you know, you get his persnickety anti-alcohol stance very easily. Right. And now he's lived his life very differently. And, you're not going to get the fa- you. You can't make Austin the heel here. I, I do. Not. I think. Yeah. I. I. And look, what are they going to do with Rollins? Are they going to turn Rollins heel here? Doesn't feel like that. Feels like Rollins kind of wants to, you know, hold it down uh, on the babyface side at the moment. So I mean, I, I maybe a punk heel turn is not too far off on the horizon. Well, we'll see what uh, our good close personal friend on ad free shows, Bruce Pritchard, and his crew at WWE Creative come up with. But I think it's a I think there's a lot more we can do with punk than rushing to a punk Steve Austin situation as a full fledged match, which also means he would not get the main event slot at Mania. Look, I think they'll I think they'll play in the waters. I And look, I, I, Steve Austin, Kevin Owens got the main event slot at WrestleMania. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do punk Austin in the main event? Maybe punk beats Seth Rollins for the title. Maybe the matches for the title, Robert. Do you ever think about that? Maybe Steve, maybe CM Punk beats Seth Rollins. Steve Austin comes back, wins the Royal Rumble, sets up the match with, with CM Punk. Did you ever think about that, Robert? No, because I'm a sane person. You've clearly oh. lost your, your hat's on too tight. You've lost your damn mind. <laughs> it's a Torchy's Tacos hat. And you're right. The tacos have gone straight to my brain. 
it's look, I think there's a lot of ways you could do it. The money's too big, right? I think one of the things that I've heard a lot of people refrain about with CM Punk's time in AEW was how they never got to the big money matches. There were a lot of big money matches that just never happened in AEW, and now Punk's gone, and you're never going to get them. I don't think you want to wait if you're WWE with this guy. You're going to want to get that. It's nonstop. It's Rollins. It's Austin. It's Roman. It's Cody, right? They're going to keep this guy loaded up with with big matches, and I don't think he's going to do what he did other than the fact that he's teasing a match with Dominic Mysterio, but who doesn't want to wrestle Dominic Mysterio? I have a feeling they're going to keep him loaded up in in big money scenarios uh, and not have him trifling with, with smaller card individuals like like he did over in AEW. I'm excited for him to wrestle Dominic Mysterio. That happy birthday promo is still one of the creepiest things WWE ever did. It's wildly unsettling. And Dom's a perfect first person for Punk to just beat the hell out of. Dom is great at that. Look, when they were turning Roman heel and really trying to get heat on Roman, they had him beat the piss out of Dominic for like a month. It was great. Um, you know, I also like... I, I thought that I thought Dominic was going to be on Raw, right, with Punk, and you were like, "No, it's too early for him to wrestle Punk." You know who did wrestle Punk or Dominic on Raw? Randy Orton. He got yeah. that spot instead, right? It is Dominic Mysterio is your heat up guy when you were coming back or just trying to look strong or get whatever. And I'm not surprised that Punk is the next person in line wanting to have a match with Dominic Mysterio. The guy gets everybody over. The guy's a fantastic heel. I love Dominic Mysterio. He's amazing. Uh, he's a well established vet. Uh, had the pleasure of working with him many years ago when we were trying to figure out who his father was. And I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Uh, I'm sorry, Dom, for that entire storyline. Um, but yeah, he's he's great. I think J.D. McDonough as the heat up for the, the heater for the heater in that situation. He bumps like a madman. I think he's someone that has found a really great position for himself in Judgment Day as the guy you have to get through to get to Dom. It's going to be a blast, whatever they wind up doing. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I Dominic, pretty much anybody. Um, well, flip it over here to uh, AEW land. Man, we talked about Ric Flair here earlier this week when we were talking about um, what he brings to the Sting program, right? Does having Ric Flair around make you more excited to watch Sting's final run, less excited? And I was pretty coy about what I thought Ric Flair really brought to this act, considering how I mean, look, of all the things AEW has done, handling Sting is one of the things I think they've done correctly. Like, you cannot look at the way Sting has been presented in AEW versus the way he's been presented in WWE and say WWE did a better job. I just think one thing that AEW has done better is they've handled Sting well. Again, I compare him to Terry Funk. Wild and crazy. Now he's jumping off stuff all the time. I just like Sting. I didn't need Ric Flair in the act. Ric Flair does nothing for me. Ric Flair, after the dark the, the dark side of the ring episode about the plane ride from hell, where I had to watch this woman, uh, you know, whatever, maybe breaking into A or whatever, Heidi Doyle, to come out and tell this horrible story about what she went through on that plane. Very difficult for me to look at Rick quite the same, especially considering other stories I've heard about Rick. So Rick, in all his infinite wisdom, goes out on Rampage, being taped after Dynamite, and he and he says he invites all the women who are between 18 and 28 with no boyfriends or no husbands to come meet him in his hotel room. Now, this is a line that has elicited 
negative reactions by and large online and made, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Rick put out this full caps message <laughs> basically saying, I'm just trying to have fun with my friend. Why are you guys the problem? If you don't like it, maybe I'll leave AEW. to which I think a lot of people were gleefully uh, saying goodbye. So Robert, what, what, what did you think of the line? What do you think of the backlash to what's going on here? So the line, we just came off of Thanksgiving. And some people were around some of their older family members, their older uncles or, or whatever, who told off-color jokes that they used to love telling in the 80s, and it cracked the guys up at the bar. And now when you tell it in 2023, you're like, oh, man, we got to have a conversation about Grandpa. Uh, that was Ric Flair's promo. That used to work in the 80s. It used to work in the early 90s. He was the limousine riding whatever. Rick, as a 70-something-year-old man, inviting 18-year-olds to his hotel, he thinks he's still that guy. He's transcended being someone who understood he's a performer to thinking, you know, by God, I am Ric Flair, and I need to be Ric Flair all the time. And in the current climate, that doesn't work. He needs to be reined in. He needs uh, a producer. He needs somebody who's going to keep Rick to short little sound bites. His apology that every word was capitalized like he was the Zodiac killer. Um, the tagging Tony Khan and then saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Khan. Like when Iron Sheik used to say, you know, I'm so sorry, Mr. Vince McMahon. Like it had that same feel to it. Don't give Tony the out. When they brought Ric Flair in, it felt like there's going to be diminished returns. He's someone that you need to protect his legacy. He is an icon in the business. Unfortunately, when these stories come out, like the plane ride from hell story, some of the other stories over the years, it makes it tougher and tougher to separate the, the character from the performer. And the more that Rick is exposed right now, I think the more it's going to tear down that legacy. And it is not, Rick, because of your age. I want to clarify that right there. There have been older guys. Classy Freddie Blassie was a contributor to the WWE up until his passing. Uh, it is not because you are embarrassing yourself in the ring in a way where you're not able to perform the way I'm concerned about a Steve Austin CM Punk match. It's the fact that your contributions that you are doing are misaligned with what the environment is for 2023. And if you can't contribute positively to the business, stay in the back, be used in pre-tapes, be revered as a legend, sell whatever this energy drink is, and try to hold on to a little bit of that legacy. I just I just didn't understand the risk reward here from the get go with Rick. You know, I don't know if I'm living in dumb dumb land where I'm seeing the situation very differently than everybody else, but at a time when AEW is like trying to get its cool factor back. And, and, and push its focus elsewhere and come across as this kind of progressive product. Like, why? Like, I okay, I, I get the, the whatever power, you know, drink deal, like financially, I guess, on paper. But it's not, it, I think there's more there than just whatever the finances on paper that come with Rick. I think it's the messaging and the, and the signals it sends and this kind of backlash and stuff. I just, I don't, I don't see the upside to it when there's, other people there you could be keeping the spotlight on and pushing it towards that don't bring these issues with them and, and will make you money. I thought this was going to ultimately go the opposite direction, knowing 
Hunter's relationship with Ric Flair. I thought Flair was going to have a place in WWE for life. Obviously, with Charlotte there, you want to keep her happy. Uh, with Arn, we don't know what Arn's status is with AEW. I know that uh, his son Brock is no longer there. I could have seen Arn coming back into the WWE fold and being another talking head for network specials. I was shocked when Flair showed up, and he said that he went there because of the energy drink deal that WWE obviously was not going to take. They have a relationship both with Logan Paul and his prime energy drink. C4 is constantly advertising on their shows. If Stacker 2 were still around, we'd be getting some YJ Stinger ads. But Rick wants to feel like he can contribute, but his contributions are misaligned with the way that he can be used properly. And Tony, with the behavior issues that he's had with some of the folks on his roster currently, uh, and some of the negative stories about Flair, what is your what is your your benefit here? I don't know anyone that's tuning into AEW because they desperately want to see Nature Boy Ric Flair every single week. It feels like the criticism against Tony Khan is. He's a very rich guy collecting life-size action figures, and damn it, he wanted the Ric Flair action figure. I'm sure Conrad could have got him a cameo at a pretty decent rate. Well, and I think there's, you know, obviously the conversation about the way women are pushed in AEW. I mean, again, it's just the inclusion of Ric Flair in your product, I think, pulls on too many threads that don't do you any service, right? It's just, it, I just, again... Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking with the wrong hat on, but I would have just passed, right? I think WWE's got they're like, yeah, we don't want him. You guys want him? Fine, go take him. Whatever. Like they weren't going to use Rick. They they know what they got going right now. They don't need again. They don't need this distraction going on. So, um, two quick things though about AEW land. Speaking of the AEW women, TMZ caught up with Ronda Rousey. Uh, she said she's not going to be joining AEW, despite this Ring of Honor appearance that she did. She's focused on being a mom. Serena Deeb, however, uh, will be back in action soon. She's cleared to return. She revealed in a very emotional video that she's been dealing with seizures for the past several months or a year. Um, finally cleared, very open about what she's been dealing with in seizures, and, and she'll be back into the fold here very quickly. So updates on Ronda, updates on Serena. Not too surprised about Ronda. Always kind of felt like she was just there to do the match with Marina Shafir and get out. That makes it even more baffling that that match happened on a taped episode of Ring of Honor at the tail end of like a four-hour marathon of taping. If you were going to get Ronda for one match, look at the WWE. When they thought they had one match, nobody thought they had one match with Ronda Rousey. It's, let's put this on WrestleMania. When Tony goes, I get one match with Ronda Rousey, perfect. This is going to happen on the taped Ring of Honor show after we just filmed three hours of TV. Otherwise, it's a it. We try not. We try to be as even-handed as we can here, and I feel like I'm constantly so negative about AEW. And I love AEW, and I have a lot of close personal friends who work there, and I want them to succeed. But when you see some of these decisions being made by by Tony, you have to step back and just wonder, like, guys, what are we doing? It is. It's going to be a very interesting next couple weeks for Tony Khan and AEW. How will they land the plane with the AEW Devil storyline? What's going to happen here with Adam uh, Copeland and Christian Cage? Um, there's just a lot of questions here. Now, Robert has had to get up and go hand someone his keys. He told me this was going to happen before the show. So this is not 
unexpected here, but if you're watching us live right now, Robert has just left the show as if something horrible has just happened. And if you're listening to us in audio form, you're just listening to me talk about how Robert has left the show. Um, I will say, since we have about 90 seconds to two minutes left here at the end of the show, um, if you want to, I'll, I'll do my outro now, and then we'll talk about Billy and the CW here. Oh, never mind. Robert is back. Welcome back, Robert. Sorry about that. My my long national nightmare of trying to get my car's oil changed has finally ended. Uh, the the guy said he was going to be here by one. He showed up at twelve twenty eight. So with with those poor timing skills, he's never going to replace QT Marshall as the format guy for AEW. What a jerk! All right, um, we do have one minute. We have a minute or so left here. Uh, I want to thank Johnny Disco uh, for saying the flare take is spot on, and that he tells us we have a great first week. Uh, we are gonna, we're just getting going here, guys. It's just the first five episodes. You can tell everybody about it that you like. I will say, since we have a minute left here or so, I've been teasing all week that the CW Billy Corgan news, I will actually say something about this. And we will continue. And look, I, I will continue to tease more about this because I know way too much about Billy's business with the NWA and the CW after the last month or so. Um, but, I mean, it would seem like I called this one pretty much as it played out, Robert, right? I mean, it sounded like the deals were done, or at least Billy projected that he had tv deals done i found out those deals were with the cw he didn't he's never disputed any of that in fact i think that the latest nwa tapings coming up in january have the cw logo on them right he does this nwa samhain cocaine spot i go great they're moving to the app Uh, guess what now they're on the app they're not going to tv um I don't really know what the future holds for Billy and the NWA with the CW. Um, obviously, with NXT jumping in, taking that spot from him, I've heard of at least two other companies that they were in talks with about possibly coming to the CW. I don't know where Billy lies in the line. It's, I mean, dude, it's so telling. The CW hasn't said anything publicly about it. Billy just kind of put up like an eight-word tweet that was like, NWA is on the CW app now. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) You know, just kind of happened. My gut is that Billy is just going to no-sell this and wait till he has anything else that he can try to change the attention towards. That's my gut right now. I'm hoping they're able to find something positive and turn this thing around. But in the meantime, uh, guys, go download the UPN app and go watch NWA. The United Paramount Network is cooking with gas. Uh, This is going to be a fantastic addition to their lineup. Oh man, I'm sorry. Bucks in 04 was really hoping that the NWA Billy Corgan tease was going to be like the Jimmy Kimmel always ended with the shows. Apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. Look, I, I, I will continue to tease that we're going to have Billy Corgan and NWA news at the end of the show. I just thought, because so many of you all seem to actually want to know what happened here while this is going on. That's my very, that's my 10,000 foot view. Take of this guys. There's so much more to get into on that situation. We are just, barely scratching the surface on that so hey you know come back next week i'll even more i'll even more billy corgan nwa news i promise we'll get to it everybody with that i am nick hausman uh president house of wrestling h-a-u-s of wrestling.com go check it out it's been a privilege to get this show off the ground thank you to ad free shows conrad dave green everybody else over podcast heat and thank you to robert for taking the time uh, every day i am looking forward to getting this thing rolling so much more I can tell you the best way for you to help uh, get this show up and going is to tell a friend about it, tell them to tune in live, and then, of course, tell them to go subscribe, download the podcast, Rumor and Innuendo, 
We've already had some comments coming in, a lot of five-star ratings. The best way to support what we do here, make sure that this thing goes on and on and on till the end of time, is to go over, leave a nice comment, five-star review. We'll try to read them on the show. That's it. That's all I got, Robert. I like that you refer to yourself now as the president of House of Wrestling as if there was an election. Uh, you know, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do it more because when I filled up my escort paperwork, they asked me what my title was. And legally, I have to call myself, I think, the president of the company. So I'm trying to embrace it. Well, uh, I have another podcast called Wrestle Roasts. Uh, you can get that anywhere podcasts are available. It's on the Ad Free Shows Network. I am Sergeant at Arms of the Wrestle Roasts uh, group, as well as Recording Secretary. Let's just start giving ourselves titles here. Uh, you can follow Were me on Twitter. Were you the one responsible for having George Santos kicked off of the Wrestle Roast podcast? I just had to step away for a minute to physically escort him from the building. <laughs> Got it. Topical people. That's political topical humor. That happened today. Yes, I can't wait to see Santos on SmackDown tonight. He's he's who Randy Orton's facing. That's what George Santos just tweeted. He's taking on Randy Orton in the main event of Raw, of SmackDown. And we know he's a liar because that's at best a 9 o'clock main event. Man. Vince McMahon appointing George Santos to the board of directors. This is my, this is my guy. <laughs> I love this chubby bastard. <laughs> All right, we're done. You want to take us home? Uh, yes, uh, on behalf of the president of Rumor and Innuendo, Nick Hausman, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors.